Hi, everybody, and welcome back. This is Successful Style. I'm Lance Avery Morgan here with Rob Giardinelli, and we are here with the one and only Neil Hamill. Real Hi. deal, Neil. Neil. We're going to put in Hi. some fun sound effects, I'll bet. No, you don't need sound effects. Neil, you are a sound Neil stands alone in, in his oh ability to tell God. an amazing story. It Isn't just cracks story? me up that you have always called me RDN, Real Deal Neil. And BBD. We'll leave the other stuff. And BBD. No, don't do it. BBD. Uh-oh, we're getting... <laughs> Big, bold, and dynamic, I believe oh, okay, is what that stands thank you. for. Okay, Because otherwise, we have now let down the partition in the back of the Bentley. <laughs> As Sarah Dodd says, this is for the back of the Bentley. That's right. And those are, I mean, driver, could you raise the partition, please? <laughs> Things happen in the back of a Bentley. They you've do. been in the back of a Bentley. You've, you've you know, gone from, from soup to nuts and back again from Baytown to Houston to New York. We caught up with Neil about his, I'd say, pretty darn exciting life so far. And you're just warming up. You were just Ooh, there's there's much more to go. Well, you're just no, I mean in life. He's yeah, just there's much out. more to go. Yeah, yeah. but Absolutely. wait, there's more. As they say, there is always them. more. But wait, there's more. Save your fork. There's pie. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. <laughs> That's another I'm metaphor for the, used I'm for, ready other for some pie. That's right. <laughs> so, so before we took our break, we talked about, um, you know, we talked about, you know, discovering discovering talent. Mm-hmm. Who is, who is someone that you? instantly saw that kind of became you know really became a household name and what did they what did they possess that you think made that made that besides the girl i spoke about karen wilcox um you know eileen ford taught me this she gave me that gift she had it and it's something that i know people i mean everybody would love to say i was born with it but it isn't true Hmm. it's something that you have to practice and she's well I would travel with her sometimes and um, it was always fascinating to me to watch her watch the girl in the room that she was going to sign interesting and she was never interested in anything that wasn't sheer perfection we didn't have to care mm-hmm. you know and that's terrible but yeah she was only ever interested in the very best and you know she would turn girls down that had the most amazing face because their legs were not long enough for whatever and mm-hmm. her their backs were too wide she just was so picky and she used to, she was obsessed with noses hmm. and she would say neil look at that girl's nose does that look like vogue to you and i'd be like well i guess not i mean i thought she was pretty awesome and she's like that is not a good nose because it was too big or too wide or, or just not didn't conform to the standards whatever of the time. and her other obsession was eyes that girl's eyes are too close together and that girl's eyes are too far apart but she was those were that was where her focus was because and i later learned that those are the things you cannot you can fix a nose but not really you know yeah um and the the eyes are i mean it's the windows of the soul yes and she'd say you know she coined the phrase the it factor she invented that and the x factor rather i'm sorry the Mm -hmm. x factor and she was doing an interview once and they said, Eileen, what is the thing? Is there a thing that makes a girl a Ford model? And she said, they have to have the X factor. Yeah. And I can't even tell you what it is. I just know it when I see it. And she gave that, she passed that along to me. And she used to say, I'm you, you are me. We're the same person. You're more me than anyone in my family. What a compliment. Because yeah. you have probably studied, I'm like, well, I probably have studied you more than anybody else because your kids, you're their mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at you as my other mother. But mm-hmm. also, so she she had such a 
finely tuned um, eye. It's and a radar. She just, it right? is a radar. Yeah. And then she used to say, meet the girl, you'll know the meet the mother you'll know the girl so she very seldom signed a girl and brought her to new york from somewhere else that she hadn't met the mother mm-hmm. and she'd say if that mother is crazy that girl is going to be crazy right and jerry ford her husband used to say the crazier they are the bigger star they're going to be so you know i the crazier was, uh, the mother and the, the daughter crazier are? the girl the bigger star so, she's going to be he so, used wow. to tell me that all the time interesting and he also used to say Neil, you never have to worry about stupid people. You never have to worry about smart people. Mm -hmm. Because smart people only do smart things. It's the dumb ones that you have to watch. Because dumb people will do the dumbest things. (laughs) (laughs) Or or they're going to be. But, you know, this was the era before (laughs) social media. And things were different. Things were a little bit less accountable. Life was lovely. Life was different. Wasn't it great? Fabulous. What was life like back then? It was a dream. Pawpaw. Thank you. (laughs) Oh. I, mean, I how, think social media has really harmed people more than it's helped them. Okay, so for instance, in the modeling world, mm-hmm. with the 100,000 likes for eating yogurt <laughs> on Beverly Boulevard, <laughs> the mini kit, what, what, what do you... I just th- got that whole visual. Because <laughs> yeah. we've, all, we've all done that, right? right. And we've all seen it we've yes. all on Instagram it. Yeah. or Facebook. And we've all walked away from it. So what would it have been like then with social media versus now? Do you think it would have been, I mean, it was the wild, wild west back then, but what, I mean, because everyone's a little bit more accountable or they're more self-promotional and we live in this I think everyone is so much more self-absorbed. Yeah. You know, now agents, I'm still close to a bunch of them, tell me the first thing that anybody wants to know is how many social media followers any model they're considering booking has and I'm like sweet Jesus that is everything in the world is wrong with that but the the computer age helped the business in many ways because obviously um, it all became animated in a way that saved time mm-hmm. and took a lot of the staff in the office that was necessary away but when I first came to New York and joined Ford all the girls had to call us from payphones. So Naomi Campbell, Christy Turlington, and all those girls would be at Versace at a fitting, and one by they would keep putting quarters into the phone, and one by one, we would pass the, the phone around to their, okay, Christy's agent, and me, and this one, and that one, and we would give them all the information that they needed for the next thing. Right, the next gig. So the, 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 the invention of the cell phone and then the ability to send a text message, mm-hmm. agents and models stopped talking because there was no reason now for hmm. them to talk at all. Right. Unless the model wants to ask a question, you know, um, and I know this because you used to, it used to be mind-numbingly loud in the booking In the office. war room, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There were 36 agents yeah. that sat around one table and we all were talking all one day long. One long, rectangular table. Incredible. And now a model agency is as quiet as a library because no one is talking to anyone. And I don't know how that works. You know, I always liked having that inter- interaction with the people I represented, whether we were yelling at each other or laughing hysterically or whatever. Um, but I don't. I just think the so, whole social media world is 
unhealthy. Mm-hmm. People, aside from the fact that people don't actually talk to each other right. anymore. We talk to you. Well, we talk. <laughs> right. Again, yeah, you're my real friends I talk to. But it's to, an but anomaly, right? Yeah. Like, you it know, is. To and get even in call. real estate, I mean, these millions of dollars in transactions that we do that quiet as a mouse, you know, I mean, no one's talking yeah. to anybody. Wow. Um, very odd. And um, I just don't think it's it's healthy. Uh, and, and it's funny, even in, you, you're in New York now and, and you're seeing people walk in front of cars because they're on their phones and not even looking to see if the, right. it's nonsense really. Yeah. And I do think it has given people a, a, a false self a false sense of self mm-hmm. and self-importance. Right. I, I just always believe that as long as you don't think you're any better than anybody else and everybody pulls their pants on, mm-hmm. managing a bunch of famous people, that became very, very, very real to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, get over yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And when my clients were not acting right um, and didn't want to stop for a picture or didn't want to sign an autograph or whatever, I let them have it. Good. And I'd be like, no, you need to do this because these are the reason that you're here. Right. Dance with who brung you, as we say here in Texas. That's right. Well, and and it seems the other thing that social media has kind of prevented are kind of culturally defining moments. Like whenever I think of, you know, Christy, Naomi, and the rest of of the models of that era, Mm -hmm. I I actually, my mind goes to my 13-year-old self with freedom with the George (laughs) Michael video. Because that was really for people who are my age. That was really the seminal video. And I would probably put it in the top three with like a, with, um, Vogue and with Thriller, because those three kind of were it for that generation. Oh, I totally it, agree. It, it It's hard, and, you know, 30 years from now, I worry that, you know, people who are 10, 11, 12, 13, they're not going to have that thing to kind of unite them as mm-hmm. a community, because they've kind of created their own Well, they won't have commonalities. And echo chambers. They won't yeah. have commonalities, right? And yeah. so Neil and I can attest to when there were three or four TV channels. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. ABC, NBC, CBS, bada bing. That's it. And that's it. And then you, (laughs) and then also there was a finite number of magazines and newspapers that curated the news that you would receive. (laughs) It's true. With a high journalistic set of standards and integrities that is not there in DIY social media where lives and careers are ruined right by that so it's exactly. fascinating the the, uh, the it is fascinating I'm not, I'm not sure donald trump would have ever been elected dog catcher if it hadn't been for social media really yeah um he's the first person in to achieve the presidency that has the access that and he uses it you know this is why i mean i don't follow him on twitter i hardly follow anybody but um nor do I look at it all very much. But I mean, how fascinating in just taking him out of the equation. It was just sort of like a con- the perfect or imperfect train wreck or miracle, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it, yeah. where this guy is a television star and he is now the president. Mm-hmm. And I, it, is, it all happened, well, not all, but it was certainly a huge part of that mm-hmm. thing that happened. So it's social was media because of that. Social media and reality television, right? Both, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and what do you think about reality television these days? Because I know <laughs> that the Neil Hamill show <laughs> debuts. Um, I guess at eight o'clock tonight, no, or it, no, it doesn't, no. but it should. <laughs> You're hilarious. And you and I have had our our occurrences with reality television. <laughs> yes, we have. 
for sure. For sure. Uh-huh. And so, what do you think about that from a I pop cultural gauge standpoint? I think it is ridiculous, to be very honest. I mean, I managed Paris Hilton through the um, early days of mm-hmm. of all of that. So and you knew Rick and Kathy, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very nice people. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't believe anybody would want to watch that train wreck. Not her specifically, but just this madness. And of course, it took off like a scalded cat. And um, I, I think shows like America's Next Top Model, and I was on it a bunch of times. Yeah, you were. And, but I still used to sit there and be like, this is the stupidest thing ever. But as the head of a model, a global model agency, it was kind of my job to step out there and do mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And, and Tyra and I got into it more than once. Um, on the vision of the show? <clears throat> yes, and just... Or what made a top model. Right, and you know, at, at a certain point you just have to go, this is just pure entertainment and this can't be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, we would have a contract with the show that we would represent the winner. And the only way we would represent the winner is if I was on the panel mm-hmm. and there was never anybody in the talent pool that I was very excited about right. except one girl hmm. whose name is Yaya DaCosta mm-hmm. who name. has been in a bunch of Lee Daniels movies. She was in The Butler. Oh, wow. And the girl is brilliant. Her mother owns a Montessori school and she's got it all. Hmm. Absolutely one of, I can't believe she's already not starring in major probably will be well i hope so you're, with your eye for talent she does she definitely deserves it she's all the talent in the world and she's a super nice kind person and she's the only girl that i ever inherited for lack of a better word from america's next top model that i was like this kid right here this is the one she's going places yeah and she has yes and another girl named eva pigford who came from through america's next top model is on She's the newest cast member on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, great. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, she married the mayor. I don't think he... Is he the mayor? No, now? he ran he for was mayor. Running he ran for mayor. He ran for mayor. But I, I can just tell you, I can sum Beautiful reality woman. television up in two words. Please. NeNe Leakes. Yes, indeedy. No one will ever own that medium like she has. Completely she agree. She is a genius, and I'm obsessed with her. And Lisa Rinna. Lisa Rinna is my other favorite... Um, and it doesn't even have anything to do really that they're on that Housewives franchise. Mm-hmm. They're both hilarious. Mm-hmm. And they both know they have taken working that to a fine art level that no one else will probably ever do. Do you yes. think there'll ever be a Real Housewives of Houston? I hope not. Because, you know, they've tried lots oh, and I lots know. of they've times. They've tried to cast that several times. We've, and we've gotten those calls. Oh, my God. I pray. I pray. No. I know. I just pray they don't ever do that. Maybe Dallas will represent Texas enough. Well, you know, two of my former Neil Hamill models are on Dallas. Well, one left. Uh, Tiffany Hendra. Yeah. Okay. I know Tiffany. Um, Tiffany Bolton is yep. her maiden name. Yep. And, of course, Leanne Lockett. Yeah. They were both Neil Hamill models from the beginning. Yeah. And they were best, best friends. Yeah. And they still are, I think. I don't know how it all. Well, you know what? We out. have her on a podcast, so we're gonna have to. Leanne, yeah, yep. yeah. Tell her She's hi. A longtime friend. Tell her hi. Yeah. I, I watch the show because it's kind of fun. 
you know, and I think she is very entertaining to watch. She is. But knowing her, I'm like, and here the worm is about to turn. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, right. I said that, Leanne. <laughs> <clears throat> but I know Tiffany's not on the show anymore, and I talked to her very briefly soon after she left the show, and we never even got to as to why. Mm -hmm. She just was felt like it was the best for her. For her. Yeah. Well, and you know, those there's sort of a short lifespan for mm -hmm. those sorts of things where it goes. For a long time. You, you know, it's out. exhausting. You're, you have a camera crew with you 24-7 for weeks on end. Right. You're always Real, on. Real Housewives of Atlanta, my friend Joshua Johnson, who styles a lot of the ladies on that show, he said they shoot for nine months. Yeah. I mean, it's like 30 episodes or oh something. Yeah. It's a lot. They're all taking it to the bank. Yeah, they right? are. Yeah, no, no one's crying to the poorhouse, uh -uh. which is good for them. You but know? I love me some Nene Leakes, y'all. Isn't she fun? I'm obsessed. I'm totally yeah. obsessed. And when she was took a break, yeah. I was depressed. Oh, Neil. Well, she's back, and she's back this coming oh, season, she's too. Back so that's she's back. She's exciting. She's the ringleader. Nene Leakes is the African-American female version in Atlanta of what Neil Hamill is. I knew is, he was going to say something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know me so well that I think y'all could be sisters for oh, different know, misters. Joshua Johnson tells me, he said, you two would be like, it would be over. Well, we all just need to get together for cocktails. We really yes. do. And make that happen. We really, really yeah. do. Yeah. Yes. I love her. I think she's awesome. So because and we can are. Can I just yeah. say one oh, yeah, thing yeah, I yeah. really love about Nene Leakes yeah. from day one? She's right. like, yes, I was a dancer in a topless bar. Absolutely. Next question. I know the poll. She owns it. Please move on. I love that she is that honest well you have right. to be well you're honest you That's get like, in front of it you know yeah. i used to tell my clients get in front of the story get in front of the story get in front of it don't be reactionary we have to be out front right and you know my richard johnson who page six yeah he and cindy adams yes were my allies they still are of course they are and i would get them on the phone and yeah. say mm-hmm we're about to have a little bit of a situation. Here's the dealio. <laughs> and if we could make it lean that way, that would be really great. And, you know, when you give, you also have, when you take, you also have to give. And they would right. call me and say, what do you know about this scandal? Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, off the record, not don't use my name, but this is what I know. But it had never to do with anyone Obviously, I represented. Right. But if you left me and went to another agency, you better know Hell when they called me, I was like, no oh, she theory. did all of that and more. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about that for a second, if, you, if you're okay with this. Social media has changed the role of the society columnist, the gossip columnist, mm -hmm. if you will. For better or for worse, you've seen that evolution. What do you think? There's gossip and there's that... You know, Shelby Hodge will tell you that mm -hmm. she's not a gossip writer. No, she's not. At all. There's a difference. And you look at all the young, your young listeners should Google Hedda Hopper and people like that because... And Luella Parsons. And Luella Parsons yeah. because they were mean. Right. You know, yeah. they were gossip yeah. uh, writers. And if they want to see a firsthand um, watch feud on FX Online. Feud. Try and stop us. Oh, my God. I miss so that good. show so much. Yeah. Yeah, people spread enough gossip about each other without an intermediary. I mean, mm -hmm. that's another thing about social media. People write the meanest, most hate-filled, awful stuff, and they won't say it to, to your face. So we'll kind of take it on a different subject on social sure. media. I can kind of go out of it, too, is how do you think social media has influenced style and fashion? Well, I mean, designers now don't 
create collections that are going to be in the stores in six months. It's instantaneous. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I forget the term, but it's yeah, I know see it, about, buy like, it. See right. it, buy it now. Or, right. Yeah. You know, every year when the Oscars, the red carpet, mm -hmm. the minute XY actresses come on, the, the, the pregame shows, there are people knocking their dresses off. And like by midnight, you can already order it in your size and, right. in these five colors. Yeah. I mean, in Halloween fabric, Halloween, <laughs> in Halloween costume fabric, but that's a whole different story. Well, you know, that's right. Yeah. But so it's, I think that that sort of started the whole concept, mm -hmm. the mental mindset of instant gratification and instant gratification and everything else. I mean, Amazon, you can order a book at 10 o'clock in the morning that has to come from Timbuktu and it's at your doorstep at three o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know how they do that, but they Magic. do it. Magic. Magic. Um, I just pretend that my, my little book that I just ordered came by private chat. Oh, I like that. Nice? that. It, and it is, it's called a drone. Yeah, and it is called, it is. yes. So there so, you go. It's, it's madness, but. Um, so you think it helps style them? I do, you know, I, well help, I don't know if it helps, but it does transmit it instantly and people adapt it, adopt it rather, and then adapt it yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure back in the day, well I know that Vogue magazine would come out and ladies would look at the fashion pages and rip a page out and take it to their seamstress and say, whip that up for me. Right. Um, so that's not something that's completely new, but I think the young, young, young kids that are looking at all of this mm -hmm. social media um, disp uh, dispensa dispensation of fashion, they're just to satisfy their level of customer demand being, it has to be fast mm -hmm. because they're, they don't have the attention span to wait six months. And I've had people in retail tell me this. Yeah. It's um, changed the business. And Tom Ford stopped doing design, you know, collections. He decided at one point he wasn't even gonna do a runway show. Yeah, I remember that. Because what's the point? Right, you know, right. Just right. put the crap up there, not crap, but put it up there on, right on the TomFord.com website, or I guess there's what it's called. I have yeah. never looked at it, but, yeah. and, and there it is. Let it rip. Boom, there it Start is. Start taking orders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, there is the fast fashion component and the, fast the fashion. buy it now, That's what I was get it for. now, mm -hmm. go to XYZ retailer and it, it will fall apart on you while you're wearing it, right? Because it's made <laughs> it's so quickly that it's not even sewn correctly. And then you have the trend toward the slow fashion, which is a more thoughtful, sustainable fashion where people invest in cultures making these pieces of fashion, That's right? True. That help yes. those cultures as well as, you know, keeping things for more than a season or two or whatever. I mean, so on that note of keeping mm -hmm. things, what are some of your go-to style? The Navy blazer oh is the God. one thing that every You're wearing one right now. Am. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, I think I have always had such a simple wardrobe because the truth is I'm too lazy. Oh, please. I just want to walk in my closet and go, there's a white dress shirt, there's a navy blazer, and there's a pair of white jeans, blue jeans, whatever, and walk out the door. I don't want to yeah. be bothered. I, I'm not vain at all. I can't stand the a morning routine. That, ask the, I'm Brad Hensler, who's cut my hair for 25 years. He knows. He's like, I don't do, do not give me anything that has any kind of maintenance. 
Yeah. I want to dry my hair, comb it, and walk comb out the and door. Go. And yeah. the thing is, though, whenever you walk out the door and walk into any room, you look so perfectly well put together. So like, like, it fit, like it fits you. We actually had another guest on who basically talk to us about how you wear the clothes and clothes don't wear you mm -hmm. and you wear the clothes Thank and you. you just possess a level of confidence that really comes across Thank even you. though it's simple it it works that's really sweet of you thank you but i will tell you i why i'm confident in the way i look because i'm not trying anything mm -hmm. i'm not trying to blaze any trails or set any trends yeah I, and i'm comfortable that way I, when if i go outside my comfort zone even a little bit i'm like that pink brocade sport coat that you've wore yes right uh -huh. or something like that i have never worn okay. a pink brocade right. sport excuse coat. excuse me lime green ladies and gentlemen <laughs> well maybe well so it's easier right so navy blazer easy. black I'm too lazy sweater, to good be bothered good with watch it good have a good watch right. have a couple have a good sport watch and a good evening watch um where I would encourage people to be, uh, to invest is in shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm a shoe person. Mm -hmm. Now that's one thing that I'm, I will not even try to pull a trick on. Well, fashion starts from the ground up. It does, and the first thing I look at when I meet someone is their shoes. I swear to God, I do, and it's just, I can't help it. Uh, you know, it's part of, of, of <laughs> yeah. Women tell me that too. Yeah. They're like, oh, honey. right. The first thing I notice about a man is his shoes. If he doesn't have good shoes on, I'm not interested. So if they're torn up wow. and beat up, that represents his life. And I think it was Gianna Vreeland mm -hmm. that once said. Who's coming oh, on next, by the way. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I think it was she who said, and this is not an exact quote, but it, a worn out shoe is the end of the world or the end of civilization or something like that. And I agree with her. I agree too. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there's a there's a young agent in my office who's you know starting out, and he doesn't have a huge amount of money to spend on his wardrobe. And I said, it's really it was super basic. Go to Brooks Brothers and buy a pair of penny loafers, mm -hmm. and buy a navy blazer. Mm -hmm. They're about six hundred dollars, and the penny loafers are probably under three hundred bucks, but they're well made. They'll last. Take care of them, mm -hmm. and go over there in their shirt department. And just buy a pale blue dress shirt, a white dress shirt, and maybe a check dress shirt so you can wear that without a tie maybe, right. and a simple pair of clean, crisp khakis that have just very basic. And I promise you, you're gonna be, there. No, you can walk in any place and no one is gonna look at you funny because that's just, you just kind of, fly under the radar mm -hmm. but when you go in there looking crazy with some kind of wildness going on it's too much i'm so square people no, you're not. I, that's another thing i'm so square and no, uncool. i'm totally uncool no way i am so uncool when people come out and they're all like there's a lot going on i'm like oh you're making me so nervous <laughs> <laughs> it makes me it stresses me i'll bet it does don't don't make neil nervous don't yeah, just right? keep it simple well, you know what? This has been so much fun. It we could stay here fun. all we day really and all could. night, and but, we have in the past. And we yeah. have, but I do want to leave with one question, sure. and that is, um, what is one thing that all stylish people possess? Intelligence. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. On that <laughs> note. Perfect answer. Ladies and gentlemen, I just dropped Thank my you. mic. Uh, you can't hear was... it because we edited it out there, but that's true. 
Smart. It goes back to your theory of smart. Smarter is better. Smart people do smart things. That's right. And dumb people fill in the blank. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> Keep it moving away from Neil. I've loved spending time with you two. Oh, so we have loved fun. it, and we hope Thank to have you, you on again because you have time. many, many more stories to tell. Well, we know that. And we've each been guests on your podcast. So yes, yes. This is not a quid pro quo at all. This is, we genuinely adore you. We love Likewise. what you're about. You're super stylish. Likewise. You're very successful. You're you inspire, and we uh, love knowing you. Well, I wish you guys lived in Austin or I li- uh, in Houston or I lived in Austin because we would just do a podcast together. Yes, that be we fun? would. Yes, and if any of your listeners in Houston want to talk to me about being my co-host on my show, which I'm ready to start again after a long summer break, yeah, be in touch. Okay, that sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> hell, we may phone that in. Who knows? You may have found your two co-hosts. Well, that would be the phone. With there me. we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you so much, guys. Thanks, Thank everyone. you. And this is Rob Giardinelli signing off, rem- reminding you that style starts with having a point of view. Have a great day. Bye.